With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Talk Radio Countdown Show with Doug Steffen. Counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown. Seven after the hour now. This is the official Talk Radio Countdown Show. I think I have to say that every week that it's the official. Is there another Talk Radio Countdown Show? No. So this is the one and only Talk Radio Countdown Show. Right, Michael? Yes, but it is official. It, it has the, 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 the uh, Doug Steffen seal of approval. <laughs> I've did, did, dubbed it the <laughs> official Dark Radio Countdown well, Show. Well, I, I think I told you the story many years ago. We were uh, my, my production company was hired to create another um, of those histories of rock and roll that are very popular, like a whole yes. weekend special. It was yeah. a 48-hour special. It takes a year to produce a thing like that. Oof. And... Um, we came up with a name uh, that we thought was a joke. We called it the official history of rock and roll because mm-hmm. there, how do you have was. an official, who's the official, you know, government mm-hmm. running rock and roll. <laughs> right. And so we meant it as a, as a snarky name, the official history of rock and roll because there had been so many before right. and nobody laughed. Um, the, the, uh, the main uh, broadcasting company for which for whom we produced this, I think it was ABC Radio Networks at the time, they accepted it unquestioning. It was promoted. Nobody in the press. I mean, it was one of the big shows of the decade. <laughs> Nobody questioned how do they come across, you know, what gives them the right to call it the official history of rock and roll? And it just, it's, it stood. But we had meant it as, as, a, as kind of a, you know, kind of an ironic shot. joke. Right. Yeah. 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 I worked on a station in Cincinnati for a couple of years, and there are two talk stations, WLW and WCKY. And I was on CKY, and the boss had lots of balsam. And so uh, WLW declared that it was the official everything official <laughs> traffic report, official right. weather, or you name it, it was official. So this guy, Tom Severino, who's the general manager, <laughs> just took all that stuff and said, we're the new official traffic <laughs> right. station and the new official weather station. And, you know, that's about as much weight and, as and, it had. And there, there were interesting terms like the authorities. Yeah. That's a word. I, and um, <laughs> government government officials mm. or, or any kind of organization, you know, Disney officials. Right. Um, the official spokesperson. Right, right. Um, yeah. Then the other, the, the funny one that I always laugh at as being the height of BS is when a sponsor becomes the official 
truck of the Super Bowl. Or the, right. <laughs> the official, the official food chain of... Official um, toilet of the Red Sox. Here right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of toilet of the Red Sox, I was just talking to Phil. Did you see any clips of that brouhaha, that melee, that, um, that bench-clearing brawl that took place between the Red Sox and the Mets double-A farm teams in the third inning when, when a batter got hit by a pitch and all of a sudden there were 30 guys on the field beating each other to no, a pulp. All I saw, the picture of Tyson pummeling the guy on the plane. That was yeah, the I only fight that. I saw this week. <laughs> I did, I, 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 was that pay-per-view? or <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably make it to pay-per-view exactly. at some I point find in time. I, yeah. did, did you actually see the video of it? I, I did, in fact, yeah. He's... he's there's no question Mike still has it. And this guy's got a bad, you know, he's going to have a sore face, amongst other things. Anyway, no. all right, let's get to our story list, please. Here and the go. people Number list, 10. the official list yep. from Talkers Magazine. This week published at Talkers.com and at djvshow.com. In case you missed the beginning, I'm Doug Steffen. This is Michael Harrison. And these are the lists. At number 10, we have climate change, and that's tied with Earth Day. At number 9, big tech and social media. At number 8, the Florida Disney flap. At number 7, race relations. Number 6, education. Number 5, crime and integration. Immigration, rather. Uh, at number 4, January 6th committee, the coming elections, and Donald Trump activities. At number three, COVID-19. Donald Trump activities. Trump activities. <laughs> he's, he's checking the, the menu in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> he's checking me. the menu. He's playing records, and he's running mm -hmm. the GOP. There you go, um, all at once. At, yep. All from one hotel. Mm -hmm. um, COVID-19 is at number three. At number two, down after about a week, after a month and a half of dominating at number one, the Russia-Ukraine war. And it's tied with U.S. foreign policy and uh, the French election is being talked about. And number one is the economy. Uh, the people on the list, Emmanuel Macron. By and the way, the I think that's very appropriate this week because even though I, I was expecting, I was sort of surprised to see that. Uh, we for so long had COVID right there. And now, of course, since the war started, it was number one. Uh, but I think it's a very interesting acknowledgement how the inflation rate what people are spending to go to a restaurant, how much it costs to buy a car, what the interest rate is on buying a house. I, I mean, that really is, that's, that affects us at the moment. That's why it's so appropriate to be number one, because it affects all of us. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, the war doesn't. So anyway, excuse me, but I was well, observing. You know, you say, you say appropriate. I mean, this is a reflection of, of our reading of reality and yeah the economy right. is the most I'm not, we're not saying it's the most important topic we're saying it's the most talked about topic yeah right um so i'm saying it, it's the most important as well you don't have to say it. i'm just saying right. i think it affects far more people at the moment than the war does psychologically Unless, course, we're but we're bundled up with the whole thing going on in ukraine but it, it it's not affecting our lives let's what just we say let's just say food? let's just say let's just say it feels like it affects us more yeah the war. okay yeah it right. feels okay. that way yes yeah um, right. as to how much any of these issues issues will affect us depends one on our own personal lives mm -hmm. and two which way you know the cookie crumbles you know if you have somebody in your family who died from covid well it's it affects you even more than the economy it's, it, there's a lot of um th th there's a lot of aspects to determining um the impact of all of these stories got it 
the People Survey, at number 10, we have uh, Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen. And it's a very interesting race uh, in terms of um, uh, where the Western world will be standing. Uh, For some regard- reason, people don't think women should be conservative. Uh, they're, they're, isn't it interesting how people react like to Marjorie Taylor Greene? Huh? She's a woman. She's a conservative. Uh, just for some reason, at least the circle that I uh, and people that talk to me on the air or people that you that communicate often uh, have interesting things to say about women who are. And I don't even like conservative because we're talking about Earth Day, and that's what real conservation is about. Conserving uh, is conservative. I think is the mis is misnomer. They are right of center. People understand that, or left of center. I just think it's interesting how many people, at least in my world, folks I come across, think it's inappropriate for a woman to be right of center. How do you like that? Does that say it the right way? Well, uh, you, you said your truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, there I was mean. there was a famous gal named Maggie Thatcher. Yeah. Um, who, um, from my perspective, kind of changed that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you but know, you know what I'm saying. You know oh, 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 I know. I know what you're saying. I just think that um, I think that that's a a, a syndrome that's that a. has undergone change. Yeah. In in right. the last years and decades, but uh, mm-hmm. but I do remember it well. <laughs> an equal uh, aspect of that type of stereotyping is with African Americans. There are a lot of people yeah. who cannot believe that a black American would be conservative. A Republican, right? Yeah. A, a Republican. Who is uh, this Larry Elder anyway? What's the big idea? So so so. Uh, of course, there are conservative women, and of course, there are conservative African Americans, and. Um, uh, Jewish people are not all Democrats. That's that right. was a stereotype uh, for a long time. Um, stereotypes don't hold up under the spotlight of scrutiny, but they also don't hold up with the changes that happen. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, you know, you said something very telling, and I, I'm not attacking you on it. I'm just pointing it out. It's something that I'm concerned about with me and everybody. Is when you say, at least the people that I hang around with, or at least my circles, we have to talk to people outside of our worlds. Yes, to get a we real- do. You know, yeah. handle on stuff. I shouldn't have put it that way because that's not really true uh, when I analyze it because the people I talk to, the most of the people I'm on the air with. <laughs> so and well, we have who, who basically balance. disagree with everything you say. Well, that, that <laughs> goes without saying. Uh, so anyway. All right. Well, number nine is Rudy Giuliani. He's, Did you see uh, him on the mask singer? That, that's yeah. Elon, Rudy Mask and Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. They, Rudy is at nine. Uh, Elon is at eight. He's Elon homeless. Just, who's right? homeless? Elon Musk doesn't have a home. Poor Stays guy. with that's, his friends. That's Didn't know that? To. That's a, a homeless I don't guy. Know. I can't figure him out at all. He's a mystery man to me. Good. I, I, he's I suspect he's guy. from another planet, and that's why Maybe. he wants to go there. Go back. Yeah. He wants to go You're back right. to his home, Mars. Go home. What is it? Phone home, E.T.? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The uh, the official sci-fi movie. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> Ron, Ron, DeSant- Ron DeSantis, the official governor. He's at number seven. Mitch McConnell. He's kind of an official of something. Official old fossil. Yeah. Official two sides of his head, mouth, <laughs> whatever. Two. He, he talks out of every orifice. Yes, at number did. six, Donald J. Trump. He's at number five. Um, Catherine Kimball Mizell. She's a judge. Mm-hmm. At number four. 
Vladimir Zelensky is three, Vladimir Putin is two, and uh, Joe Biden is number one on the People Survey, and uh, it's been a, another crappy week. Is Vladimir, I think that's the Russian for Joseph, isn't it? Are those guys, I think they're all Joes. Joe Biden, yeah. Joe Putin, and Joe Zelensky. They're, they're all, all just regular Joes. Regular Joes, right. Regular, regular guys. Yeah. Yep. All right, I want to talk about uh, going back to January 6th and the aforementioned Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, plus a little more on Earth Day. Well, lots of things will come, I'm sure, under our scrutiny as we continue here on the Talk Radio Countdown Show at 18 past the hour. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. Talk Radio Countdown Show, 23 past the hour. Doug Stefan with Michael with Michael yes. Harrison. That's it. Yeah, Michael Harrison is here. You forgot for a second. I was about to say Michael Horn, who's another great broadcaster <laughs> in our focus, but uh, not for any reasons that we can talk about on the air. Michael right, Horatio go. Hornblower. Yes, <laughs> Number four uh, this week on the uh, story list is the continuing story about the January 6th outrage. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene faces some stiff opposition and a legal challenge because she has taken a rather awkward position when it comes to the January 6th affair. And so there are people in her district that think she's not fit to serve, Therefore, they're starting a petition or a legal suit to keep her off the ballot. How can that? How do you do She's that? being impeached. Yeah, but how do you? You can't really do that, can you? Not. I don't know. You can I mean, try I, and make I, a lot of noise. But, you know, she she thrives on controversy. She does. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess there are enough people in her district that uh, relate to that. And that's mm -hmm. why she got elected. And, is that uh, why? Is that what people are supposed to do when they're elected to office like that? To uh, make a lot of noise and make themselves seemingly look silly instead of voting. I, I often think about this, and I've said it on the air many times. When I did a more political program, uh, people, I, I was, uh, in, when I was in Florida, somebody, one of the, the uh, congressmen left for some reason. I can't even remember what it was, but I, people urged me to run, and I I'm going to run for Congress. And then I thought, what would this all involve? Uh, and most of the time... As a congressperson, you spend raising money for your next election, right? Uh, which is pretty absurd. And that's Marjorie Taylor Greene has a big, uh, you know, a support mechanism uh, based not on uh, what she does to serve her constituents, but what she does to raise money and who she, right. you know, who she can get connected to that'll help her get elections and represent. I don't think she represents the majority of the thinking in that district at all. And I don't think she gives a damn about what people in that district, and that's the problem with too many people in Congress, don't you think? They really don't speak to their con to their constituents and do what the representative form of government asks them to do. They raise money and get money from big donors, and that's, you know, the big donor calls up and says, I don't like this bill, so you better vote against it. And they and get money They get money from outside the district. They get money from, yeah. from across the country. Of course, somebody who goes against Marjorie Taylor Greene because of her high profile and are able to establish themselves as a reasonable candidate, they too will get tons of money from all the yeah. people across the country that hate Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> this so this business, this business, you know, one hand washes the other. Right. Uh, you know, it's like professional wrestling. You know, the, the two guys that seem to be having the big feud 
are really buddies right? Exactly. <laughs> and partners. They work together. Speaking so, of... Uh, go yeah. ahead. No, that's it. We're, tr- we're tripping over each other. Who's Our over ability first? to work cohesively is over. Uh-uh. Number eight this week is what's uh, happening to Disney. I say it's about time. What do you read into that, and what have people been saying about it? Because it well, be, if it wasn't for the war and stuff, we'd be talking about this a lot more. It's a very complicated issue. Uh, it, it, it just basically, Disney and uh, DeSantis are at odds with each other over a couple of bills, uh, the main one being um, the parental uh, rights bill, um, otherwise called the Don't Say Gay bill. And uh, DeSantis is uh, punishing them by convincing the legislature to overturn an old ruling that basically paved the way for Disney to be established by giving them tax breaks and the ability to police their own territory, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, uh, the result of that has been a boom for the Florida economy. It's complicated and uh, very political. Yeah, sure is. All right. Well, anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that restructures that whole area, 38,000 uh, acres of land that Disney bought under a different name so he could buy it cheap. And uh, now <laughs> they've created their own world within a world, if you will. Uh, I, I think they deserve some of the negative, Im- the negative press they get. 28 past the hour. Thirty-four after the hour. Now this is the Talk Radio Countdown Show. <laughs> I hesitate to. It's the official Talk Radio Countdown Show. It's, I think we've it's been still the that. official. Did you did you it fill out the is. form? Did you yes. renew the the form? I did, and I signed it in blood. Good because uh, you so, know you have to fill that form out and send six dollars right. and ninety two cents. Right to uh, the official what was committee. It Chicago. Official what was everything. it? What was it? What was Chicago six 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 six? What was the the Spiegel catalog? Wasn't that? Oh my uh, send your Spiegel, right, yeah, Chicago, no. Illinois, six oh six oh one. There it is, six oh six. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking <laughs> about. But, but Ty, don't you remember the Aldi no. ads? Come time. on, Baloney, you remember uh, the Spiegel, whatever it was. The Spiegel right. catalog. I remember yep. the Sears catalog. Sears. No, no. Sears I remember catalog. the Good Housekeeping seal of approval. All right, this is getting silly. No, it's, it's not. not that we shouldn't be silly. <laughs> Why don't we? We should sell the talk radio countdown show seal of approval. Okay. You and well, how is it worth? Whatever the heck we can get. You know how you we buy more things than we and had. it says on the, uh, it says as seen on TV. Right? I love that one. Yeah. yeah. As seen on TV. I, as seen <laughs> and on the TV, TV looks like TV Guide. They, right, they use the exactly. same TV logo as TV Guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I'm not sure what the status of TV Guide is anymore. No. I don't think In fact, I'm not even sure if there's such a thing as TV anymore. Oh, is that on. There's a term that TV. Television. It's yes. now video. Speaking of uh, television big stars, I see our friend. Um, uh, Bill O'Reilly got into a jam this week. <laughs> <laughs> and he's my podcast this week, and I didn't know that happened. Yeah. That we, we recorded it right before it happened. Poor Bill yeah. O'Reilly got caught on, on somebody's iPhone um, berating a, uh, an employee at JetBlue. <laughs> I'm going to have your job. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me see your badge number. <laughs> uh, 
Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm sure all of that happened. Yeah. It's, it's, huh? it's like, come on, Bill. Why do you do that? Why do you feed into the... Because he's lost his touch. He's lost his earthly connection. Uh, he's, now, he's, now he's been that way a long moon. time. Yes, he has. Yeah. Yep. He's been that way. Pretty arrogant since the beginning. Since it went to his head. You can't let any of this stuff go to your head. Because uh, it's uh, fame is fleeting, as somebody said. The one Pretty thing you really got to be—you got to be really careful about bullying somebody who's doing their job. Yep, and and has no real power over the situation. Mm -mm. And um, you know, no matter what it is, you just gotta, I, so just, I'll tell you, uh, this is me being complete, laying myself completely open. I pulled that stunt one morning at four o'clock on my way to the studio in Los Angeles. Maybe it was two o'clock. I don't even remember what it was. When I first started working at Carol at uh, not Carol at uh, KBC. KBC. Yep. Uh, it was. I was <laughs> we know you're in trouble when I have to help you with the call letters that <laughs> well, you worked at thirty the, years ago. The only station in L.A. I haven't been on uh, is KFI. So I sometimes forget which one. No, no. Which. You anyway. should say the only station you haven't been thrown off of. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get thrown off a KB. Well, I suppose in a sense. No, I don't know. What, I, I, what, what are you saying? Yeah, Go no. ahead. Go back to laying so, yourself bare. I want to hear this. Anyway, well, so I'm, uh, I live in Ocean Park, uh, which is uh, on the beach, and uh, the Santa Monica police are very observ observant as to what's going on at 2 o'clock in the morning, or whenever it was, 3, it was early in the morning. So I went through a stop sign and didn't stop completely. Wow. And uh, I got out of the car. He came over to me and started to to uh, give me the old one-two, and I said, do you know who I am? Oh, no. <laughs> Just like that. Yep. Oh, no. And you know what? I'm he Reese said, Witherspoon. Yes. And he said, yes, I do. Uh, when he saw he said, why do you have a Massachusetts driver's license, and why do you have a car registered in Massachusetts? And I told him. And he said, well, I actually like listening to you, so I'll give you a warning. Oh, wow. uh, and so that was the end of that. But that was the only time in my entire career I have ever done that, and I felt really stupid after I did it. But it seems to have worked. So, I had a similar situation in Santa Monica. Did you? I was, yeah, I was driving down Wilshire Boulevard. I got pulled over. I said to the mm -hmm. cop, do you know who I am? He said, no. <laughs> I said, I'm Doug Steffen's friend. He said, you're under arrest. Sometimes it Perfect. works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Right, exactly. How many people on the air these days with so much podcasting and, you know, we know there are fewer jobs, good jobs in talk radio, but there are a lot of jobs in podcasting. And are the behind there? The but they don't pay. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that, so that's my question. Uh, there is a big to-do about radio hosts going to podcasting because the people that are represented by the, the, uh, uh, the folks who have agents uh, who get normally 10% of whatever you make, uh, they don't like the fact that their some of their uh, their uh, clients are going over to podcasting because they don't make as much money uh, as they had been before. But what they don't realize is that those jobs are going away anyway on the air. That's why the hosts sort of resort to podcasting because they got no other place to be heard. How often do you think that's the case? By the way, well, they can't, they, you can't quantify something like that because it's uh, it's it's all mixed up. In most cases, uh, podcasting is an extension of uh, a person's brand promotion. Yes, because because uh, there's multimedia broadcast, multi-platform rather broadcasting today. Um, I don't know if people are going to it for money. I think they're going to it as a as an extension 
of, um, of, of their brand. And uh, one of the processes that are going on right now in broadcasting is figuring out a way to uh, increase revenue or monetize, as the word is yeah. used, uh, these different platforms. So it's complicated. Um, but, but yeah, if a person is out of work and they are a, uh, by, by you know, their occupation is they're a radio broadcaster or a performer, a talent, um, many are turning to podcasting because it is a way to have an audience if you do have a following or, or to, to make a following and be out there and do a show, uh, which couldn't be done back in the days before the Internet. So, Do you but, listen to podcasts? Uh, yeah, I, I do. You do one? Uh, I, I do a podcast. Uh, I do a radio show that some people think is a podcast, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of Me people too, think my radio. A lot of people yeah. think my radio show and my podcast are the same show. Yeah. It's very hard to to, to define anything in this uh, society. It's so noisy, and people don't pay a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, but I find myself fascinated by, as a consumer, is video podcasts, which are just called videos. Mm -hmm. uh, I I like that, and and quite often I will listen to the soundtrack of video podcasts, otherwise called videos, because I like the content that they have more than the content of many of the audio podcasts. Uh, I like the philosophy. I like the science. I like the, um, the, the various um, strange theories and stuff that you see on YouTube. And I listen to them. Often, they put me to sleep. Um, I listen as, but uh, but I, I have to listen to podcasts just like I listen yeah. to radio because it's all part of the talk media. Yep, yeah. And does that play into what's talked about in podcasts? Does that play into the story list that you publish every week at Talkers? Uh, not directly. No, There's the story list that we publish in Talkers is news talk radio stations such as the one that people are listening to now. Right now. However, what's talked about on podcasts is a bellwether of what's being talked about on the radio. Usually starts on podcasts and goes to the radio. Um, unless, of course, the podcasts are made two weeks earlier. But a lot of people do daily podcasts. Yeah, well, um, and people that are on the radio now, some of them have started as podcasters. Ben Shapiro comes to mind. I guess Bongino as well. There are a number, you can probably come up with a number better than can I, as mm -hmm. to who, you know, it used to be that you, you didn't get a job as a talk radio host unless you'd been doing something else on the air. And then, you know, people started, the farm team went away, and we didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, where's, the question was always asked at the talkers convention, where's the farm team? Because yeah. the syndicated shows pushed all the people out that were in the local markets, and so there was not a farm team. So the podcasting then became the, pod, the, the farm team, right? Yeah. In a manner of speaking. And it's a good farm team. It's a good, effective farm team. It's a, the, the Internet is a place where you find people from all fields come from that. Mm -hmm. Politicians come from that. Journalists come from that. Not just uh, radio talent. Um, and, of course, television personalities are coming out of uh, the aforementioned videos. So uh, it's a new world. But um, these are not alternatives anymore. There is no mass media or mainstream media. Social media, digital media are every bit as mass and mainstream as radio, television, newspapers, movies, the things that we mm -hmm. think of, which are really 20th century forms of media. You know, it's interesting. I was looking, uh, this, is, this is ancillary to nothing, uh, but talking about newspapers, 
I'm, I have a, a paint job going on on the farm, and we needed something to block the windows so we could paint. <laughs> the use of <laughs> newspapers. And we were looking for newspapers. So you went to your birdcage, and you found Couldn't find it. Couldn't no. It, it wasn't even a fish wrapper around. <laughs> we had to go buy paper at the local hardware store to put on the windows. That's um, <laughs> difficult. That's, uh, we should be ashamed of ourselves because we got no more newspapers. Do you remember when people would insult a newspaper going, I wouldn't wrap fish in your it newspaper, so, or yeah. I use your right. fi- your newspaper for yeah. a birdcage? Do you remember yeah. the show um, uh, Lou Grant? Yes. Well, Lou Grant, when he was working at a, a newspaper in Los Angeles, it opened up by showing somebody cutting down a tree, and it ended with the process when they did the credits with the bird making uh, on making his business on <laughs> his page on the newspaper <laughs> Poo-poo. all right on that note we'll pause for a moment here and then come back with uh, uh michael and his uh, late the uh, le- the last if you will or the most recent uh mh interview that's after this all right let's get to the mh interview uh it's entitled uh, the no spin with bill o'reilly well what kind Taking of a, spin? a no spin Taking yes. a no-spin with Bill O'Reilly. Right. Bill O'Reilly uh, and I had a nice conversation. Um, it was prior to his incident at the JetBlue um, ticket counter. Booth, but uh, mm-hmm. counter. Yeah. but um, it's a very interesting conversation because Bill O'Reilly tells us the inside poop about his recent four-city history tour with Donald Trump. Ah. Uh, and and, and he, he pulls no punches. He tells the truth. And also he talks about his view of the current state of cable news television. So he tells the truth in that what was the attendance like? It seemed that the, the tour got cut short because, right, there weren't enough people going. I think that uh, was it. Well, that's a... Save that for the next, next week. I'll tell yeah, you. Well, listen to the MH interview at mhinterview.com or talkers.com. Michael Harrison with Doug Stefan at uh, 10 before the hour. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. The Talk Radio Countdown. Continuing now with our uh, special legal authority, the official legal authority. Michael Harrison and I were having a nice time talking about the word official and how it applies like it was a legal term. The official lawyer for the Talk Radio Countdown Show is Stephen J.J. Wiseman, also a professor of law at... Bentley University. So here we go with a couple of different items here from the story list. First of all, the mask mandate. Uh, The lawyer, uh, Ms. Mizell, I think is her name, she overturned the mask mandate this week, much to the surprise, but to the joy of people like me who fly a lot. I'm not opposed to wearing a mask. Probably I will on a plane, but I don't want to be told that I have to. And there's a poll out today, Steve, suggesting Americans are in favor of wearing masks on planes, and I suggest to you that those people who are on the who took the poll don't fly as much as I do, <laughs> and and therefore the results. So yeah, uh, well, it, you know, I, I would bring up uh, a piece of personal uh, 
kind of experience with that. I got a call from my uh, daughter today, who is a flight attendant, mm-hmm. and uh, she just came down with COVID, and uh, as did a couple of members of her crew. Yeah, it probably is safer, if not ne- not necessarily the most comfortable thing uh, when it comes to uh, wearing a mask, particularly on a, on a plane where you've got that you know confined area. The bigger question is, you know, can can the government uh, actually require people to wear masks and industries and businesses to do so. And, you know, that's one reason why uh, my understanding is the Justice Department and the CDC uh, are appealing the decision of the Florida uh, judge. Might add uh, that the Florida judge, when she was uh, being nominated for a judgeship uh, by President Trump a couple of years ago, uh, the ABA, the American Bar Association, which rates judges prior to that, rated her as unqualified. But huh. the uh, the arguments that she made could be made. I don't think they will hold. I, I, I do think uh, that even the Supreme Court, which is where this will end up, uh, which has been pretty much against enforced uh, mandates, will agree that the, the government does have the authority to do this. Now, the fact that they do have the authority doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to put that rule back into effect. Well, it runs out, this is the, ludic- the ludicrous side of this is that the mandate runs out on May 4th or something anyway, and it won't really even have been heard by then. So the government fighting with it, with the government at the taxpayer expense, that's the thing that seems ludicrous and offensive to me about well, all of this. You, can, you know, it could be extended, but uh, you're right as far as the president one goes. And you could even, you could be a good judge, Doug, because there could be a judge who could say, this is moot. Uh, yeah, it's, right. it's not an issue because it's not in effect at the time. But it, it is important for the government in some instances to be able to take uh, health measures uh, to protect people, such as basic vaccinations that we require kids to have before they go mm-hmm. to school, which never were an issue uh, until social media. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the courts do with it. All right. The uh, situation with Disney number eight this week is the whole now this is this is a huge can of worms and you know it's going to end up in court and probably go to the supreme court Uh, so is disney all powerful can they get away with or the state of florida get away i guess it depends on the side you're on uh with the you know changing the rules well you know here's the thing frankly the most bothersome thing to me about this is I think it's an abuse of power by uh, Governor DeSantis in the Florida legislature. Uh, it appears to be mere response uh, to the fact that Disney is not supporting uh, some of the uh, legislation that appears to be discriminatory against the LGBTQ community in Florida. There was absolutely no reason for this to, and so suddenly to bring up a, uh, a punitive action against a significant company and one that brings in a lot of money to Florida on the basis of they merely disagree with uh, the the policy uh, regarding LGBTQ community and laws, that to me is probably the most bothersome thing. And I think that might be a, a real basis uh, for, the, uh, for the appeal by Disney. How much time are you spending watching the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I have to watch it. I am a professor of yeah. media law, among That's other right. things, and boy, yeah. is that thing interesting. What a can of worms, man. Oof. Yep. They don't, neither of them look like much uh, in terms of the eyes of the you public, I would right. think. Stephen J.J. Wiseman here, the official attorney of record for the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Talk Radio Countdown. The Talk Radio Countdown Show is a production of Stefan Multimedia, produced by Bob K. Sound and Recording.